0: welcome to Mm -hmm. i'm anxious about a podcast where two friends and sometimes a guest commiserate about our respective Mm -hmm. anxieties on a new topic each week i'm christopher mitchell
1: i'm allison green and i'm kay from the awkward traveler and today we're anxious about hiking perfect wow we only needed to do that one time that's better than we
2: usually do Honestly, that's a, like
0: this is a pretty good sign. Like, you seem like you might be a natural.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like, don't take over our podcast, okay? Like, if you if you realize you're way more naturally gifted, like, you know,
1: calm down. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but in all honesty, uh, welcome to the show. We're we're more than happy to have you on here. We love um having different voices, just so people don't get totally sick of Allison and uh, my voice. So, thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, gave me a reason to wake up today. Oh, that sounds that sounds. <laughs> uh,
2: I I just, that, just was,
0: that was pretty heavy. Um, no, gave I mean, you I, a
2: reason to wake up slightly early, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Because yeah, yeah, thank you for waking up early-ish for us because we're recording from all over the world right now. Like I'm in Bulgaria, Chris is in Toronto. Okay, you're on the uh, the West Coast, so we have a wide smattering of recording times and there are very few magical hours that work for those combination of time zones. So thank you for waking up early to chat with us. I mean, in my world, 10 a.m. is early, like for other people. (laughs) That's like, oh, I've already, you know, run seven miles today. And to that, I'm just like, I'll never be you.
0: (laughs) Um, do you wanna first talk Kay just a little bit about your brand or your site or just kind of any mention what you like to talk about and maybe just how that fits into what we're gonna be talking about today, um, which is being anxious about hiking.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm Kay from The Awkward Traveler, a travel blog, and I am a travel blogger. This is very weirdly organized this sentence, (laughs) but um, So I'm a travel blogger. I've been blogging for about three years, if I remember. My payment is coming up soon. So (laughs) yeah, it'll be about three years. And I started blogging as a way to procrastinate. I like to fiction write. I like to write novels and short stories. But for some reason, I like not doing what I like to do, if that makes sense. (laughs) So I decided to procrastinate by writing, I don't know, silly stories about the places I visit. So that's how my blog was started. And that's basically what I continue to do while ignoring my priorities. (laughs) Perfect.
2: We literally just released an episode about procrastination uh, like last couple weeks. Well, I'm not sure exactly when it'll be when we actually get around to releasing all the episodes in what order. You know, time is now not even a flat circle. It's just like a circle that's been scribbled over and over and over again by like a three year old. (laughs) I don't even know anything. Apparently it's September now, so that's that's a thing.
0: Um, it would have been our August our August twentieth episode, so it would uh, okay. be yeah. It's if you go to our wherever you listen to it, it's near the top. Although you could be listening to this a year from now, in which case it's not near the top. So I won't say <laughs> that. But it's August twentieth, twenty twenty. When I mean, I, c- I can't even really say that the year out loud without shuddering a bit. So yeah, um, <laughs> good, good time to have this podcast yeah. though. I mean, what a delightfully anxious year.
2: It is, yeah, we're on <laughs> brand for the year. I am also a chronic procrastinator, but unfortunately my procrastination is a lot less productive than yours. Like, you know, my procrastination is playing The Sims or like whatever video yeah. game I've been, <laughs> you know, binging on uh, lately. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much how I procrastinate or watching like, you know, reruns of Top Chef or whatever it is. So, (laughs) I mean, congrats. That says something very positive about you, that your procrastination is like, you know, other people's jobs. You know, that's pretty impactful. Accidental
0: career. (laughs) Yeah, procrastinating, make a career for myself. (laughs) So that's wonderful. And I think we're all feeling good about that. But um, we always do a check in at the start just to make sure that we're all feeling good or not uh, because uh, yeah, we're honest, sometimes too honest on this podcast, but that's how it works. Um, Anyways, uh, we want to start off with our scale and ask you, uh, I guess we'll start with K on a scale of one to an hour hike, accidentally becoming a one day hike or overnight hike, whichever is more anxious and terrifying Uh, on that scale. One being I'm feeling beautiful and great and, Ten being that's the full overnight experience on the hill. Where where do you fit in, Kay?
1: Let's see. Today I think I'm feeling I'm feeling five. Yeah. I'm out of five. Right in the middle.
0: Right on. And any particular reason are you just like you're just kinda of like getting started and you're like, I don't feel amazing. I don't feel terrible.
1: Um, I think it's just because I just woke up and I'm like I get really sweaty in the morning. I don't know why. So as soon as, as soon as that dries, all the sweat, I think I'll bounce up to a three. (laughs) I love that. I love that.
2: I'm also a night sweater. Like, because I like, I need to sleep with a blanket and it needs to be like a heavy blanket, like no matter what temperature it is. So, which it like infuriates my husband. He just like, doesn't understand why there's like a fucking duvet on the bed (laughs) in the middle of September or like. You know, and I'm just like, I don't know, I find the comfort of like a really like, it's not quite a weighted blanket, but it is almost a weighted blanket. Like I need that to be able to sleep if I'm wraps around
0: you, envelops you.
2: Yeah, if I'm trying to sleep with just like a sheet, I feel like I'm in like a prison or something like it just, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, inevitably leads to lots of sweating. So I feel you there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So then Allison, on a scale of uh, one to a one-hour hike turning into an accidental one-day hike, where are you at?
2: Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell for me today. I'm probably around a four. I have such a bad headache that, like, words just aren't coming out of my mouth the way that I would like them to, which then makes me very anxious because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just being terrible today. And, like, you know, <laughs> I just – my brain is just – A pile of goo and so I'm just pretty much tripping over myself today and so probably about a four if I'm thinking about anxiety like in terms of just like feelings like just generally bad like I'm a little higher just because like my head feels like someone just decided to throw rocks at it thinking it was a bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, so common.
0: I hate when I do that when I'm throwing yeah. rocks at people's heads when I think they're a bear. It's, so, it's the worst.
2: I was just trying to tie this into hiking and in so I thought way. it was good.
0: I thought it was good. Um,
2: yeah, I liked it. I liked it. So that's kind of where my head is. So, um, if i'm speaking in tongues um that's why today so excuse my gibberish um yeah anyway so let's say a four um chris on a scale of one to day hike becoming an overnight fight for your life clutching a compass (laughs) in the dead (laughs) of the night how are you doing today uh yeah, uh not
0: so bad. Um probably not that. Like I guess it would depend. Like if I was doing that night hike but I had the duvet and not the sheet, maybe it'd be okay. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, um it's just kind of a kind of a busy time, so I think I'm just trying to to manage that day by day and I have a tendency to sometimes look at this 5-day outlook and all that I have to accomplish and Sometimes I just have to pull it back and realize what I have to accomplish each day because I'm only mm-hmm. human. so that's what I'm trying to refocus on today. Also one of my best buddies just gave me a call out of the blue and I was working on something this morning and he's like, "Are you home right now?" And I was like, yeah, he's like, you want to come outside and talk for like ten minutes and oh I was my like, God. uh yeah, actually uh, that excites me I, if my for my anxiety like that's that's like uh, I don't have social anxiety, so I was like I was oh. uh, you can't was hear it, but
2: I'm shaking my head like. Yeah. So I was,
0: I was, I was, I was thrilled about it because I, I used to really get so much of a thrill. Like I didn't mind working at home all day. Cause I used to go to events and all kinds of stuff. So I missed just like interacting with people. And anyways, he pulled up in the car and I came down and we just chatted for like half an hour, 45 minutes and it, and it made my day. So I think probably like a, like a three or a four, nothing, nothing too notable. Um, but just a reminder, I got to find a way to continue to see people. Um, Which I know for like half of our listenership, they're probably like, Chris, that's like my worst nightmare. Someone (laughs) calling to say they're outside my house and they want to see me.
3: Yeah, Uh, that's
2: terrifying. But this just furthers my confirmation that you were a golden retriever in a past life. I think
1: so, too.
0: There's no question about it. My fetching skills are also really quite remarkable. There's no explanation (laughs) other than the past life golden retriever at this point.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm the wary English Mastiff who doesn't want to get up, but like you know, just kind of looks at the door like, no, (laughs) no, don't make me guard. No.
0: (laughs) Oh gosh. Fantastic. Um, I guess we should probably um, get uh, started down our trail on this one. E.K., if you haven't listened that much, you're just going to have to put up with some of these puns. It's just a part of being a guest on the show. I drop a lot of puns. they're like more on the, the dad humor side of things. So I don't expect you to laugh um, because I'm assuming most of our listeners In fact,
2: are. don't. Just don't encourage him. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, There will also be our... a
2: lot of like very labored metaphors as well.
0: It's true. It's true. But but that being said, I think Allison and I, I at this point realize that we are lucky to have you on the show today. And so we want to make sure that you get a chance to shine um, as well. So we won't – we promise not to – well – can't promise we'll try not to talk over you um, and all that stuff but we want to I, I think it makes sense to give you the floor to start and just talk a little bit about um yeah your relationship with hiking and maybe where that anxiety stems from would be a good place to start and then we can uh, go from there and uh, try not to interrupt you
1: sounds good um i actually googled some hiking puns just so i can like keep up you guys are on it um, <laughs> that's awesome hopefully i can work them in and it doesn't sound too forced. Uh, oh that see that would have been a good anyways moving on I hope they aren't too a corny
2: (laughs) (laughs) I actually think that there is a decent chance that my website might come up when you type in hiking puns because I have a post on hiking puns (laughs) I don't know if it's ranking yet but I know that I wrote it it will after
1: this show after the show
0: yes it's true um, okay. so c- continue on we again we just uh, that was the first example of how we can interrupt um, yeah. so we'll give it <laughs> back to you
1: <laughs> okay so i guess my relationship with hiking is mm, let's start from the beginning i'm from <laughs> los angeles not not from like the cool part of los angeles i'm from like the part that no one talks about so nothing exciting happened in my life. And the only experience like exposure to hiking that I had was uh, the mountain lions that would occasionally like come down from the mountains and like chill out in your backyard and threaten your dog. So I didn't really venture out like, you know, civilization until, <sighs> <laughs> until I went to college. So I'm from Los Angeles, California. And that's on the west coast of the United States. And for college, I moved to Oregon, which is the state right above California. And it's basically one big tree. Like, that's <laughs> all there is here. And <laughs> so I moved in to my little dorm room. And then my new friends, they were like, oh, let's go hiking this weekend. And I was like, literally, what is a hike? Is that like like are we gonna just walk outside where where are we going to like the store and we're like no you just you walk with trees and I could not wrap my head around that because at no time in my life did I ever want to be outside (laughs) so I, I guess I'm getting over that initial skepticism of humans being outside it's still a little foreign to me um but I, I'm becoming comfortable with like putting one foot in front of the other. So I think that's a start. Fair that's enough. That's the first step.
0: Yeah. My brother, I mean, I love hiking cause I find it's like a nice reprieve from, I can like accidentally chain myself to my desk. So a hike feels like a very deliberate way to be like, I'm not at my desk, you know? And I, and I really enjoy it. But my brother definitely is kind of like, I don't understand the whole hiking thing. Like, I I just walk up a trail and then walk back and end up in the same place it does not feel (laughs) like progress (laughs)
2: Yeah. yeah I'm kind of somewhere in the middle of both you guys so I grew up in the bay area of California and it's a very hiking aficionado place like every other person you see has like a headband and REI backpack and membership and a bunch of granola bars in their backpack. And they're like, Oh, we're just gonna head out for a hike. And I was just like, that just sounds boring to me. And I don't know, for some reason, growing up, I had so much like, um, I was such a skeptic about California. I'm like, I ah, had this, this place, everyone says it's so great. And I don't really get what's so great about it, you know, and eventually I left California. And then I started to really appreciate it for what it was, but I never went hiking because it was like, to me, it was something that like boring people wanted to do, you know, (laughs) and, um, it wasn't until I started traveling that I started to actually be like, Oh, hiking, hiking can be enjoyable but um then i made a couple grave errors which then pushed me back a little bit on my uh my hiking enjoyment so we can get into that in a little bit but um yeah. i'm still kind yeah. of trying to recover my relationship with hiking
0: that's that's what i was going to say we should we can spin it here a little bit more into the um, like what's, what's anxiety inducing about it. But I like, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit different on this episode. Cause like, I, I really like hiking because I have too much energy for my own good. So I like the idea of going out and walking around. And I know Bree and I got really into hiking when we lived in Korea because Koreans are adore hiking and there's like their paths to the mountains are very well trodden. Like you get at the bottom, there's a very clear path to the top. People are drinking soju and having a good time and have like, are like fully outfitted in the most like bright neon gear. Like it's a whole cultural thing. And that's kind of where we got into it. Um But I know that like, for me, the one thing that I can be anxious about with hiking is oftentimes the way that you plan your trip out it's like supposedly a you know this long to to, to hike it and then you get on the path and you're like i think this is going to be a lot longer than i suspected <laughs> yeah and then but there's no you know we don't live with like it's not an episode of the jets and so you can't hop on your like hovercraft and head to the forest you're like as you walk further you know that there's like you're you're gonna have to double down the time however far you walk you're gonna have to walk back oftentimes So anyways, probably uh, somewhat unnecessary large-scale overview of my views on hiking. But I think we can pull it back and hand it back over to one of you guys to talk a little bit about, you know, what is it about hiking that makes you anxious? And I think, Allison, you mentioned, like, there were specific instances that you, like, you went on a hike and then that implanted something where you're like, now I'm anxious about X.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, I guess um, maybe I should just share quickly the story of, like, my worst hike. So I was in Japan and I decided to try to um, hike Mount Fuji, but like in a day, which is moronic because it's like, I don't know, like 14,000 feet. But I was chatting with my friend who went to college in Boulder, which and he like hiked 14ers all the time. And he was like, oh, yeah, we did it in a day. And I like didn't really consider the source. And so I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I can do that in a day. Right. And so, you know, woke up early, got out of Tokyo, like started at the fifth station, started climbing. And within like an hour, I was like winded, had to stop every couple of minutes. And then I started getting hit super badly with altitude sickness. It got to the point where like I had to stop like once a minute to catch my breath because and my head was pounding. It just got to be really horrible as soon as I got up around. um, I don't even know how high we were, but. I was probably about another like mile from the summit. But like at that altitude, it that would have been like, you know, another two to three hours of hiking. And I had to turn back and go down the mountain, which like you're not really supposed to do like because there's it's a very popular mountain. So everyone's going up Mm -hmm. one way and then there's like another way to go down. So I was like the awkward person going down while everyone was going up being like, Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Um I need oh, to go no. down there and it's just and all these like children and grandmothers were like going up <laughs> past me while I'm like um okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'll just I'll just go over here. And then, you know, there's also the cultural thing of like you don't speak the language and you're making a fool of yourself by people being like <laughs> you know, she's going down this way. Like, does she not know the right way? It's like, no, actually, I know the right way. I'm just not fit enough to get there. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 And yeah, and to make matters worse, I was like traveling with a friend who was not at all impacted by the altitude and was just like, what are you doing? Like, I have to go back with you. I'm like, you truly don't. She's like, but I don't want to go alone. So I'm going to go with you. And so I felt really guilty for making her go back as well. And it was just a whole shit show that made me not want to hike ever again. But um, (laughs) yeah, so basically, um, if you're going to hike, you maybe don't need to hike a 14,000 foot mountain as like your first hike. That's probably not a good idea.
0: (laughs) That's a pretty good takeaway.
2: (laughs) Good rule of thumb. Yeah, But like every blog post I read about it was like, Japanese octogenarians do this every year and I was like oh yeah cool but I'm like oh yeah like they're Japanese octogenarians they like take good care of themselves like (laughs) I you know I'm like a 22 year old like
0: California millennial baby yeah
2: like I'm a I'm a lard like let's be honest like you know my my biggest exercise is like climbing up the stairs to my sixth floor New York City walk up so like (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> mount fuji was a bit out of my wheelhouse so um basically <laughs> blog posts sometimes lie to you and tell you things are much easier than they are um That's true. So, as well. yeah kay would you like to share do you have any sort of like similarly disastrous hiking stories so that i will I feel do. less alone
1: <laughs> <laughs> i do i feel like i have a lot of anxiety about hiking like i would say mm, let me let me think i would say there's like eight main things that like really get the sweat pores like open but I, I actually have a similar experience so I mentioned that I never really hiked in my youth and then one day I saw the famous like turquoise blue waterfall on Instagram and I was like where is that I want to do it and hmm. it's called Havasupai it's in Arizona which is in the United States and it's basically a 10 mile hike one way like down a canyon. And I was like, that sounds like a lot. But also, I have no perspective of what that means. So I can probably do it. (laughs) I don't I didn't have any hiking boots. I didn't have a backpack. Um, (laughs) Apparently, the hike was so strenuous that you weren't allowed to do a day hike, like you had to sign up for a permit to have an overnight reservation. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just hike out the next morning. One day is enough. So I just go to REI and I'm like, I need hiking boots and like a backpack or something. And I think that'll be good. And they're like, okay, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, just, a, just like a quick little canyon thing. And they're like, oh, wow, she must be fit. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I like get on a plane and I rent a rental car. And first of all, you have to like hike in in the morning because it gets hot in arizona or whatever so i woke up late as usual and i got at the top of the hike so at the top of the canyon at like noon and i also only ate well i drank a glass of orange juice and i'm like that'll be fine i'm going downhill how hard can it be it was very <laughs> hard <laughs> Like, two minutes in, my backpack didn't fit properly, and I had I also didn't pack it right because, like, I've never packed a backpacking backpack. Like, what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything to me. So I just threw a bunch of stuff in there, like, I don't know, granola bars. I'm assuming that's what hikers eat, and, like, a water (laughs) bottle and a sleeping bag. I don't even know what was in there, but it was all heavy. It was packed difficultly and like my back was hurting like two minutes in out of a five hour hike to the bottom. I rolled my ankle. Um, gosh, yeah, there were like donkeys and one of them like shoulder bumped me because I was going too slow. Like it was so rude. Like (laughs) animals, animals are one of my hiking anxieties. Like I, we don't, we don't mesh well. We can't coexist. There were donkeys and like, Again, children, I don't know where children get the energy or like joint strength to do anything these days, but they were passing me on the trail. I got to the bottom. I started at noon. I got to the bottom at like 6 p.m. And it was already dark and I had to set up my tent in the dark and there were lots of bugs, which is another anxiety. So I couldn't sleep. And then I had to hike out in the morning and all of my bones hurt and... I'm getting teary eyed just thinking about that experience. Oh my gosh, that sounds hellacious.
0: Yeah, it it was terrible. I I understand now. Listening to two of your stories, there, I understand. I'm like, well, that that can um, that could do it. Um, I think when you look at anxiety on a macro level, a little bit, like oftentimes, some form of anxiety can stem from like from trauma, right? You're like, it becomes that event becomes so solidified. Like, I'm not surprised at all that both of you were able to tell those stories with such clarity, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: both both of you were like, and then there was the child who came past me with a bead of sweat and a little birthmark under his left side. <laughs> like, like, you have it like, you can't remember what you ate for lunch, but you could remember every <laughs> like, moment. that experience. Every eye so, contact. Right, exactly. Every single moment. So I think there's like, just from playing the role of listener and observer, it seems like there's a number of things there that we could dive into and there's like the the animals so the idea of and i think honestly that comes back to the the whole anxiety notion of control like the moment you leave your own controlled environment Mm -hmm. you're sort of at the behest of like the mountain lions you know what i mean so like yeah. you're on someone else's territory yeah. so we could start by talking about that a little bit if if, if you guys yeah. want um
2: and as a californian mountain lions are fucking terrifying like that's one of those things that you're just like <laughs> the like chupacabra or like the yeti you're like it's almost mythical like but it's actually real and you're that scared of them like we were taught we went on like some camping like overnighters like when i was in fourth grade or so like my school and they were like telling us what to do if we saw a mountain lion. And I think that also was one of those like early impressions. That's like, oh shit. And rattlesnakes. There are a lot of rattlesnakes in my part of California. Yeah. And yeah. So like, and I've never seen one, but like my mom would always be like, I was out walking the dog and a rattlesnake almost killed her. Wait, you should come on a hike with me one of these <laughs> times. And I'm like, no, no.
0: So I I have a story, actually, now that I I, I didn't think I was going to have a story. So this is actually relevant. And uh, I can't tell if I'm just like, okay with it, or I've compartmentalized it, which is uh, who who knows, but it was a little frightening. So we were, Bree and I were hiking outside of Cape Town, um, like, you know, Table Mountain, right? Like you go Mm. up to the top of Table Mountain. So really like an incredibly beautiful hike. And we were up near the top and i'm like walking up a ridge and there's a little ledge and as i'm going up to the ledge like and i'm eyesight with the ledge i look up and there's like a raised cobra or (gasps) something
3: like
0: like some um some snake that i researched after and it was like this snake is like disgustingly poisonous like it was like (laughs) it was it was like definitely i I looked and i was like oh my gosh you know because it had like the Wings which had the like the the markings which are meant. You just look at that and you're like, um, I
2: think that could kill me. Yeah. Um, So like that fuck off face.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I I like took a deep breath, turned around, walked back down to Brie, and I was like, so Brie, um, we are not going to go up that path. Um, and she's like, why? And I was like, um, there's like some sort of cobra esque creature. (laughs) So we'll just take some photos over there. And she's like, yes, good thinking. But it hasn't scared me away from hiking. I don't know whether this is like I've just been conditioned as like a Canadian to be like to, I don't know, integrate into <laughs> into nature and like, I don't know, be, be comfortable enough with the idea of like if, if like the world goes into a nuclear disaster, I could just kind of wander off into the forest and be one with nature. Although that wouldn't be me at all. I'd be missing a lot of things. But um, I like when I was young, I mean, I, I really enjoyed s- Sleeping outside, I love the fresh air. I, lo- I still love camping. I still love being outdoors. But of course, the tent is a, can be a vulnerable place if you're hiking and then you're sleeping in a tent. Like it's a pretty thin layer, and I've I've definitely had to like ward off raccoons and stuff like that. But that's why when you're I don't want to go too far into like Chris's Canadian camping adventures <laughs> here, but that's why you always if you're going to be camping overnight, you carry. Um, like a bin, which you sling up into a tree, or, or you can anchor it into your canoe, which you tie to a tree and, and leave it out in the water so animals can't get it. I'm just dropping knowledge yeah. now. Uh, we're not you even flexing your
2: canoe, too. Like. Yeah,
0: I'm flexing my Canadian muscle here. Um, <laughs> the only other time I can think that I was like frightened, we weren't necessarily hiking, we were walking around in Tanzania a little bit and we camped um, in the Serengeti and there was like we could hear hyenas like near oh the tent, God. so that was a little like. I, I guess what I'm saying is like hiking and camping and sleeping in Canada. It's like at nighttime you might hear like the like a loon be like, Ooh! like, and it's like, oh, this is nice. Like this is very enjoyable. Maybe like the soft ripple of the lake against the shore, and you're like very nice. But it was a little different hiking and camping in the <laughs> Serengeti because you could hear like, oh, I think that's a lion killing a hyena. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think there's a turf war going on here. Um, it's pretty aggressive. So I'm not sure what my moral of that was, um, but uh, I'm still pro hiking after all of that. So I don't know whether I haven't internalized that trauma or <laughs> I'm just like ignoring it. But uh, anyways, it's a complicated mess. Just just like everything with anxiety, it's a complicated competing mess, but I'm somehow okay with it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan of most animals that I encounter Same. on my hikes. Oh, I am a fan of animals, but just like I, I like oh. them in controlled <laughs> environments. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, but I don't know, like seeing a snake out in the wild. Absolutely not. Seeing a snake in a cage that I know has like no, um, no venom. Totally fine. I would touch it. It would be OK. But like a snake on the path fuck no Uh -uh, uh-uh (laughs) uh-uh like get out of that path get out of that path i don't care if you're like just sweet as can be no no go away i don't but like i don't know like squirrels or something those are fine but like anything (laughs) like a mountain lion a snake no no
0: so is it like for you guys is it like correlated to like the potential danger of the animal or is it just kind of like I don't want to be in their domain while I'm hiking.
1: At least for me, I think it, I don't know. I don't trust animals like at all, like in general. Really? Yeah. Even dogs? Well, okay. The exception is dogs and maybe goldfish. Okay. But (laughs) being, I don't know. I don't trust animals. And then when I'm like in their home, it's like they have another leg up on me. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. They
3: have the advantage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's like home court advantage. And (laughs) I mean, like squirrels and like chipmunks, things that I can like that I can take physically. Like (laughs) I'm not too scared of them. But snake, well, I'm not actually scared of snakes, but whenever I hike with my boyfriend, he's he's terrified of snakes. Once we were hiking, it wasn't even a big hike. It was like a walk up a hill. And there was like a a little small green garden snake, like totally like not dangerous at all. And then I just look up and he's gone. And I'm like, <laughs> like, where did he even go? There's no trees. It was a hill and he's gone. Like I can't see him. So when I think about snakes, if a dangerous one had been there, I'm on my own. And you know, he, he, apolog- he was like, I'm sorry, but this is something you have to face on your own. I can't help you with this. <laughs> So snakes, I would I would just have to tackle that alone. Another big animal that I don't want to mess with. Deer. I don't like deer. They're too quick or too agile, you know? Oh man, almost I punched love punched the deer. deer once. You almost punched a deer? What? It it like, jumped it jumped onto the trail. Like it was just a reflex. Like I, I swung. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, National Park Service. It was about to go down. <laughs> I, oh, man. I can't.
2: That's crazy because to me, like deer are just so like delicate and innocent. And like um, Mm. my family lives in Walnut Creek, which is sort of a suburb of um, San Francisco. And it's very like green and has, you know, there's like a lake where there's lots of wildlife and stuff. um, I just want
0: to very, very briefly interrupt to say that Walnut Creek sounds like a children's ride at Disney World.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it really, truly does. It is, I know, like the bougiest sounding name of a place and it is 100% accurate. It is essentially now basically an outdoor shopping mall. That's pretty much with like lots Mm. of nature around it. So um it's delightful but also kind of like you know this is too california to function at the same time um (laughs) but anyway the deer will always just come up to my mom's house and just like nibble on the grass just like really delicate but like and then if you do anything inside they look up at you they make eye contact and then they just bolt so to me deer Mm -hmm. are very like delicate and fragile now wild turkeys those are some fucking gangsters like a wild turkey will fuck you up i have never met an animal that is more like down to just fight than a wild turkey like my mom had uh, a bernese mountain dog like 115 pounds a giant dog who just wanted to play with any living animal birds like deer anything and the wild turkeys would straight up like almost fight her like this giant, giant dog, the wild turkeys would get up in her face. And I don't know what it was about them. The wild turkeys are just crazy. They're just, they're just no, not they or Yeah.
0: Like, do, you, even- do you blame them though? Like, do you blame the turkeys? If they have even a, like a modicum of insight into what people do to turkeys, like, <laughs> what you know like, wouldn't you be like you think you're gonna play that yeah. game with me i'm not ending up in your oven like yeah. you know they, they they're I like they you know
2: you have a day dedicated to our eradication like fuck right. you guys like maybe that's what they're thinking but i don't know either way they're ready for a fight <laughs> yeah like, they walk they walk in groups too like
1: they do it's like a legit yeah. gang yeah they uh,
2: and they have <laughs> like they this. have a like a strut it's almost like a limp You know, and they're just like walking, like, yeah, I've seen a couple battles, but I'm tested. (laughs) And you're just like,
0: (laughs) it is. You're right. They like wild turkeys are quite battle tested. I will, I will admit that. Like, they're, they really do have, and it's, and it can be hard to tell whether it's from injury or just like sheer swagger.
2: (laughs) I think it's both. I think it's (laughs) truly both. And swans, too. Swans are like the most, ratchet of all birds. They will
0: no Canadian geese. Okay. Canadian
2: geese. Yeah, okay. No question. No, you're right. You're right. I see I had I had blocked that out because I was viciously attacked <laughs> by wild geese at Lake Merritt in Oakland when I was about three years old. Like I was actually swarmed and attacked by a flock of
0: geese. Oh <laughs> I'm picturing little Allison just crumbling into a mess under the aggression of the geese. Yeah. So
2: this oh is a random time to just announce my first word ever was bird. I've been fascinated with birds, but also terrified of them since I was a kid. And so like, but I would always try to chase them. And I guess word got out amongst the birds and they, Alfred Hitchcocked me.
0: (laughs) I feel like that was a classic therapy moment where we use this podcast as therapy when you're like, okay, now that I think about it, my first (laughs) word was bird.
2: (laughs) yeah and it's funny because my mom's a speech therapist and she was like so offended that my first word was bird she's like it couldn't have been mom it couldn't have been dad it was fucking bird and bird's a hard word to say like it has a lot of true it has a lot of consonants and sounds that kids don't normally make but apparently i was just that fascinated with wanting to chase them that i was just like bird (laughs) how <laughs> <Destiny. laughs> I love,
0: I love you have a conception of how you would say it. Yeah. Well, um, so it's before, from so
2: much of my dad making fun of me for over the years. So, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Anyway, so before
0: this turns into, I'm anxious about birds, um, which would be a great topic it's actually for happen. another time. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I would love, there's something that I was just curious for you guys, because I, I think like a central part of, of uh, the anxiety you have around hiking is, it's kind of twofold. So on the one hand, like if the trail or the hike is kind of crowded, you get this anxiety or outside pressure for pace, right? Oh, yeah. But the but the other side of that is if there's no one on the trail, then you start to panic that like you're on the wrong way. You don't know how long it is or whatever. So that,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. So love I'd love for you so guys
0: much. to I'd love for you guys to talk about maybe like what what you need from a hike to feel comfortable and and what Mm. about those kind of two things on that spectrum um makes you anxious perhaps
1: okay i i guess i'll go first yeah sure go for it
0: yeah yeah, this is the thing (laughs) with having three people it's like yeah like (laughs) this is this is where like since i was asking the question i should be like okay why don't you talk about this but instead i wanted to give our listeners a real chance to hear a natural occurring awkward silence (laughs)
2: And, and I'm here just like, don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. Just be quiet.
0: So, <laughs> okay. We'd love you to talk about that if you don't mind.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like strangely enough, I feel more comfortable when there's no one on the trail. Hmm. Like I I would rather... Die alone than die in front of people. Like,
0: <laughs> I love how that's where it went so quickly.
1: <laughs> like, well, first when there's lots of people, like I'm a slow hiker. I like to, you know, avoid angering ants or, you know, I I don't like low hanging branches, so I like duck a lot just preemptively. Uh, <laughs> so and like when there's other people around, I get very self conscious about like my weird movements, like it, when I'm outside. And also, I hate I hate saying hi to people like, oh, my God, you know, that too. weird when you're passing them yeah. and you're like, mm, hi, hi. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. you have to like raise your hand a little bit. Like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Thank you. I hate doing that.
3: That's Canada. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> oh,
2: I know. <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, yeah, that's California, Canada, yeah,
2: California is like basically Canada, but just with more guns, like you still have to say hi to people yeah probably true yeah yeah, but there's um, still that pressure of politeness mm-hmm. yeah i just kind of do the like the tight-lipped nod the like yeah we're on the same path isn't that funny we both thought it would be nice to take a hike <laughs> <laughs>
1: greetings anyway go go on yeah so i think the things that make me comfortable are like lesser traffic hikes but still well paved i have a very mm-hmm. like specific hike that i want to do rarely do they like match up with my wants but i want low traffic very nicely paved i would like a little bit of canopy shade but not too much mm. where there's like owls and stuff like i don't want it to be comfortable for animals well, that's me <laughs> <I'll, laughs> they're home anyways um I also, I feel like I should invest in like one of those water packs because I hate carrying a water bottle, but I also Mm -hmm. hate uh, not having water. So (laughs) I think just having like an easy access source for water that I don't have to carry would make, would alleviate a lot of my like, I'm going to die of dehydration, Mm -hmm. like concerns.
0: Yeah, which I'm sure a lot of people listening, that's a central concern, the the whole water thing, because I, I know that. I require like an inhuman amount of water to function. Literally my nickname on my, like during uh, my residence in university was the manatee because like <laughs> after a night of, after a night of drinking, people would like come into my room, be like, Chris, what's up? You want to have some breakfast? And they'd be like 17 glasses of water surrounding my bed. And they're like, who who's all this water for? And I'm like me in the night. And they're like, man, you're a manatee. Like you're creating your own aquarium here um so like literally my door in university was a wikipedia article my roommate printed off a wikipedia article and just left the wikipedia article of manatee there the whole year <laughs> <laughs> and i and i left it so anyways i hope that's a that didn't little, leave you with sorry. any body
2: image issues because that sounds like i mean i don't know i would take that to be like mean like but
0: um i think i was like too fun loving and like i would drinking and having a good time at that point so like i didn't even really clue into me plus i had some friends who really took it like they took the batman theme and they would like i'd walk into the room and they go like schmod on 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 like it got like really out of hand and i think i just kind of lived it up with the uh, manatee flag so i kind of request that no one calls me that again um, probably should not have mentioned that publicly <laughs> but I did think it was kind of funny to, to chat about a little bit. Um, so anyways, that's, that is actually my one anxiety about hiking is that I, I never feel like I'll have enough water mm-hmm. and same with camping. But that's why if we're our camping, we bring a actual pump, like a water pump where you can pump water directly from the stream, or you use one of those water bottles that has the filter directly in it. You can literally just dip your water into, uh, dip your um, bottle into a stream. So, that can be pretty nifty. Again, like you're not going to stop me from making practical hiking tips here because I just can't help it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, um, Allison, um, do you want to talk a little bit about what you look for in an ideal hike? Like, or maybe how that pace or that lack of people can affect your anxiety? Yeah,
2: totally. Um, just on the waterfront, I need to drink a lot of water and I also need to pee a lot. And that's something that kind of stresses me out about hikes is like, what is the toilet situation going to be? Is there not going to be a toilet? Most likely not. That's kind of the point. And like, how far off the trail am I going to have to go to pee? And once I went off the trail to pee, and then I got me and my friend totally lost um, after that. And it was a little bit of a day hike turning into a all night affair luckily we eventually found our way but it was like it was one of those moments where i was like if only i had a compass and
1: like as if that would actually have helped
2: anything but it was like i was
0: gonna say would you even
3: know what to do with it absolutely not
2: absolutely not i would have just been like new york is south right let's just go south let's go to new york but like being like you know 45 miles away from the city at that point so nothing would have mattered but um yeah no i'm um I'm a very slow hiker as well. I like to be leisurely and take my time. And I don't like hiking with people who are going to make me feel guilty about taking a longer time. I'm just really worried about like falling, hurting myself, hurting my ankle. I've twisted my ankle like so many times. So like I just view my my ankle as you – know, you know those toys where they have like a um, – like a little button on the bottom and their legs just like buckle and they fall over. Yeah, <laughs> That's basically me and my ankles. So like I have to be very like conscious when I'm walking so that I don't just like totally just like buckle over and just fall down. <laughs> um, so I
0: have a brilliant visceral image of you just like <laughs> gangly and falling.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it is, it is me um that that toy was designed after me and um <laughs> and so like I don't like people who rush me or who like make me like feel bad that I'm so far behind I like there being some people on the trail just enough to be like I'm not gonna die here unnoticed like I don't want buzzards to eat my body like I would want my parents to have a chance to mourn me if that was um and <laughs> yeah. that was That's the case. God but
0: uh, <laughs> I, to, I, just, I literally don't know for a second and then i replayed that sentence in my head and i was like what buzzards to eat my
2: body i'm like that really fine like that escalated pretty quick yeah but you know it's like you gotta think about that shit and also i read that book like 147 hours i don't know the one that james franco turned into a movie um uh, arms. Yeah. And that or something. Yeah, yeah, he saws off his arm because he gets stuck in a That's crack. Amazing. And um that also scared me. So now I'm like, okay, I don't want to do any hike where there's like no chance of being found. But I also don't want to have to say hi to that many people. Like I just want to do my like tight lips nod um that's like i'm sort of smiling but like i'm not fully smiling because smiling invites conversation possibly so it's more just like a like an acknowledgement but like a let's move on kind of thing you know i don't like the highs that's just too weird um because it's like is this all we're gonna say why are we saying hi if we're just gonna pass each other you know like you know it doesn't make sense of course you do mr canada of course you do
1: yeah
0: Exactly. I mean, it's not my fault. Oh, it's just part of my DNA. and Just like hiking. So I was going <laughs> to ha- ask you guys, um it's something I'm kind of fascinated with, with this episode in general is that hiking is something that I think people will be anxious about, but it's also something that people use to combat anxiety. And so it's not like an episode. So for example, you, one of our most famous episodes is the episode where Allison just goes off about bananas and it's, hilarious but there's like no part of me that's like allison like have you thought about like maybe the fact that bananas would actually help with your anxiety it's just like no bananas are written off end of discussion but i think (laughs) with hiking there is a discussion about whether it can be helpful so i'm curious like as you guys have gotten further into into hiking perhaps like whether you. Like, do you find that actually like trying to combat those anxieties, you're able to reap some benefits from hiking? Or is it just like a this isn't for me sort of thing?
1: I feel like there are two types. Well, I don't want to say there's two types of hiking anxiety or anything, but um, I know there are some people who are anxious before a hike. You know, like they think about, oh, is it going to be longer than it actually is? Am I going to get lost? Am I going to run out of food? And then they start doing the hike and they're like, oh, this is nice. And then Mm. there's people who are like, oh, I'm so excited to hike. Can't wait to see those views. And then as they're hiking, they're like, oh, this is a lot of work. I'm so tired. I shouldn't have had like 17 beers last night. (laughs) Um, I definitely fall into like the latter category. Like I get pumped up before a hike and then I get on the hike and I'm like, uh, what are all these animals doing here? Why are there so many rocks? Um, But I mean, even then, like, that happens during the hike for me. So the actual hike is not that pleasurable. But then when mm. I'm done, I'm like, oh, wow, I like did a thing. Hooray. So it's kind of like I bounce back higher than like my middle iffy part, if that makes sense. So right. I, yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. either way, the end result is that I end up less anxious about the hiking adventure overall. Cool.
0: Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Allison. do you, uh, I'm sure you've got some thoughts on that.
1: Yeah.
2: Or do I, you. I, I, I do, but now I'm questioning if I do.
0: <laughs> you're, uh, the, um, only, the only reason I question it is because <laughs> there was a pause there. Like, I expect you to pick up right away and then you're like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, um, did I just put you on the spot for no reason?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chris abhors the vacuum. I was like that, you know, that quote nature abhors the vacuum. Chris abhors a vacuum. Um, he cannot have a moment of silence. He just like oh, must fill, must fill. <laughs> um, That's anyway, actually that, that I... is actually
0: true. That's actually very true. <laughs> <laughs> Stop pausing.
2: Stop pausing, Allison. Mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, I think because I pretty much like did basically the opposite of exposure therapy by like working yourself up to successively more difficult things. I. Did like the worst possible case scenario first and then did like slightly less challenging but still difficult hikes until I finally just realized, you know what, what I really like is like a nice like two hour like walk through a scenic vista. Um, Now I'm okay with hiking um, because I've kind of learned like where my comfort zone is. I know that I don't do altitude. I did another hike where it was, it wasn't a hard hike, but I was high up enough that it really sent me for a loop. And I realized that I struggle super high, super hard with altitude. So I'm just not going to do any hikes that involve going over like 9,000 feet. Like that's just not, Mm -hmm. I just can't handle it. Like I'm sure if I acclimated and like trained and whatever, like I could, you know, the human body is capable of doing like quite a bit but I'm just super prone to altitude sickness. Like my family would go to Tahoe when I was a kid, and I just feel like shit the whole time. And I would always just assume like I had a cold or the flu. And then I realized, Oh, no, I just like my brain just like cannot handle being in the mountains. (laughs) Um, And so yeah, I have kind of learned what my comfort zone with hiking is. And I like it a lot. But like my anxiety now with hiking is like, Kay, when you mentioned like the two kinds of anxiety, I totally related to that, but I'm more like the former where it's like Mm -hmm. I get anxious about getting there because you usually have to wake up early. Mm. How are you going to manage like getting there? You know, are you driving? Is there going to be like parking and like, you know, that sort of thing? Just like the overall timing of the hike, you know, like, is it going to be am I going to do the hike with like enough sunlight, you know, or am I going to be cutting it too close coming back down if I do like a late hike, things like that, just all the prep and planning and like what to pack, what to bring, food on the hike all the like logistics kind of overwhelm me even if it's just sort of like a short outing and I get a little overwhelmed but once I'm out on the trail I'm usually good as long as like it's within sort of my like my physical limits which is not (laughs) pretty low (laughs) (laughs) um like I'm not athletic so uh yeah it's got to be kind of a chill uh, walk on a leisurely yeah exactly like it has to be a pretty leisurely stroll through a path and I'm usually pretty good but yeah
0: I was gonna say it's just interesting just listening to both of your answers and I was trying to think about whether I do have some anxiety around hiking and I realized that I do actually a little bit but only because of the abundance of choice of different hikes you can take so, for example, Ontario, like hiking in Ontario is like, you know, it's it's very accessible, but there's like, I don't know, 74 billion hikes. Right. And you wow. like just choosing. I mean, not actually, probably, <laughs> but um, it's just like it's like every place, to hike, whatever, whatever there is, there's like some whatever the number is, it's it would make anyone go, whoa, no matter what it is, but because there's so many different hikes. I would arrive at a place and there's like five different trails, and I would probably take the one trail and then think about the other trail and be like, I wonder what that other trail's like. I mean, that was probably pretty, pretty great. And it's the same, it's the same thing, Allison, we talked about in the issue, uh, um, the episode around dining, where it's like the overload of choice is like what can make me anxious. So I don't have any anxiety around hiking. I love hiking and love being active, but the amount of choice, I'm just trying to get better at like being like this is what I'm doing so I'm going to enjoy it and actually now that I think about it there was a I just listened to a happiness lab episode the podcast happiness lab and there was an episode on choice overload and they were talking about how the more choice that there is on menus there's like a diminishing return of happiness apparently or like so, something to that nature oh that basically yeah. like basi- basically that like the less choices we have to make the better it is for our psyche so mm-hmm. that's why restaurants that are like known for one thing like a specific type of burger and they only have two burgers on the menu or whatever do really well and are really palatable for people yeah. with anxiety um because it's you you not only do you know what you're going to get when you order but you don't have to spend your meal eating it and wondering what else you could have gotten
2: that's why in and out Um, is the best ever because like yes the only yeah the only choice you'd be like hmm well do i want one burger patty or two i think i'm pretty hungry (laughs) so i think i'm gonna have the double double you know like (laughs) you know so there's very few ways you can go wrong it's like okay do i want like animal style or not do i want a milkshake? Or not. You know, it's like, it's very, there are very few choices, and you're probably going to make the right one. Um, And that's what I like about it. And it's also delicious, and I Mm -hmm. miss In and Out.
0: I I hear amazing things about this burger spot, like in California. It's California based, right?
2: Yeah, they have some all over the West Coast. Like they have one in Vegas. I think they have some in Oregon and Washington as well. Um, But There's a certain point east where they're just like, nah, we don't fuck with that. We're not going there.
0: (laughs) But there is a certain fanaticism. Like everyone I talk to about it, they're like, it's wonderful. And I actually think it's largely to do with that choice thing. And so I'm trying to figure out ways that like now I try to do like more iconic hikes that it's like I want to check it off my bucket list anyways. And so I'm like, there is no FOMO. Or if I'm on a trail, I'll like do the smart thing, which is bring – Uh, Brie along for the ride and then she can just be like hey Chris why don't you just focus on the present the fact that you're enjoying this hike you know and that's and that's something like actually recording this podcast has really reminded me of a lot is if I'm not careful I can spend time doing things that I love and know I love and think about what might be better like I'm living in like an alternate universe where I'm like I have FOMO of something when really it's just easier to commit so sometimes that lack of choice can be helpful in the in the realm of um of hiking.
2: No, I just get overwhelmed by all those choices. Like when I see like any sort of like fork in a path, I'm just like uh should I just take all of them? Like what which way are these going to go? Like and <laughs> do I
3: split myself from three? <laughs>
2: yeah, I get I get super overwhelmed and then sometimes I get afraid that I'm going to either like go in a circle or go way off the path and end up doing like a very extremely long hike because sometimes they use like weird um like signage like in measuring yeah, yeah or like you know different symbols and stuff like i was hiking in montenegro and they don't have like any like signs it's all just like painted symbols and i was like this is like you know one wrong path away from becoming like a blair witch project bullshit like no no so i just like was hiking like with a group of people I met at the hostel but I was like the slowest one so I just like desperately tried to keep up with everyone and keep my eye on like the last person in the group while I like kept falling in the mud was like absolutely covered in mud by the end of the hike but like people would keep like stopping at some points just so that I could catch up with them and be like, Oh, okay. You didn't fall into a ravine. Okay, cool. I'm going to keep going now. And I was just like, <laughs> so, <laughs> "Yeah."
3: I, just,
0: I love picturing. It's very easy with <laughs> the way that you're, you're very like verbose and descriptive. Well, both of you are where I can just picture these moments of crisis very easily for both of you. Like K like I can picture the moment where you took the swing at the deer. Like. <laughs> yeah yeah it's actually it's great it makes for makes for good radio
2: yeah at one Um, point i just on that hike i ended up in just like a field of rocks and was just like how did i get here and then someone from the (laughs) hospital was like actually on the path and was like waving to me like you know those people like waving the airplanes like we're over here and it's like if i hadn't seen him oh, i just yeah. would have been wandering through a field of rocks for god knows how long until i found like the right way to go i was actually pretty close to just turning back and being like this clearly isn't a path but yeah it's it's difficult when the path isn't clearly marked and Okay, I know when we talked, you said you had some fear of specifically big rocks. Can you go into that a bit? Because I feel like we haven't quite talked about big rocks
1: enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I'm going to talk oh, about <laughs> rocks. Oh, okay. But first, but first, um, I had a story where I was on one hike and because of confusing signage, I ended up on a super long hike, like, there's a bunch of waterfalls and like nature stuff in Oregon. So I was trying to find one and it was only supposed to be like a three hour hike. And then there was a fork and there was no signage, but one had a square, and one had a triangle. And I was like, what does that mean? And I was like, well, the triangle must be like the end, right? Like the point? I don't know. So I went to the triangle and then I'm like walking. It was only supposed to be like a half mile hike, but I was like walking for like an hour and I was like something feels wrong. And then I keep walking and then I see a sign so I like run up to it and then I see that it says Pacific Crest Trail. Oh. My God. <laughs> and I was like, "What? Wait a minute. That's where that like one lady hiked like from California to Canada. I don't want to do that. I just I want to go get a smoothie after this." I mean, some people might have discontinued because they like being outside, but I immediately turned around and just I was like, "Forget the waterfall, I'm out of here. I need to go like Ben's Jersey Shore. I've been I <laughs> need to cleanse um, my brain with some G T L. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, signage. But anyways, back to the rocks. Um, I feel I feel like some anxiety around hiking can be alleviated just by you know preparing and like doing a little bit of research maybe knowing your comfort zone and like knowing oh that hike will be too strenuous Mm. for me or i can push it a little Mm. further but there's something that i will never i don't think i can ever get over it and i thought this was something everyone felt but the more i talk to people the more i find out i'm alone in this and it's like how do you guys feel about big rocks I don't mean like mountains. I mean like a giant, like a big rock.
0: So I will start by saying that I spent my childhood jumping off of what we literally call the big rock up by my lake where (sighs) I grew up. And I spent my summers doing flips off of the, this rock, which we literally call the big rock. Um, So (laughs) uh, in short, a pretty big fan of big rocks.
1: (laughs) What? Um, I, (laughs) Alison, how do you feel about just like, not mountains not hills uh-huh. just like big rocks um
2: okay like if I'm looking at it from afar like that's pleasing to the eye I suppose but like <laughs> am I supposed to climb the rock how am I engaging with the rock like that's <laughs> you, you don't engage question. at all it's just, yeah it's just there if it's just there like, there's no problem it's like it's like a snake what? it's oh. like a snake in a cage there's no problem there but if I'm being asked to like, climb up like what seems like a mudslide of rocks and that's like part of the like mountain experience I'm not a fan of that because it's just like something's gonna get a little loose and I'm gonna lose my footing and just like my ankle's gonna snap like a pretzel you know like that's kind of what <laughs> that's where my feet fa- I'm actually more afraid of like lots of little rocks that make up just like a field of like I think the hiking people call it like scree when it's just like a bunch of fucking rocks that you have to maneuver. I'm a big fan of like dirt paths and stuff like, but not mud. I don't like mud because I fall. But I don't like that part of climbing a mountain where you're just climbing up these like loose rocks that are sort of like shaking under your feet. So, yeah, more more skeptical with the small rocks than the big rocks personally i i feel i want to i want to
0: i want to dive into the big rock thing because i think that this is your this is your bananas Kay. like the, the, the like yeah because like allison when she was talking about the bananas thing i was like i guess but the i can i can hear the passion in your voice for the anxiety towards the big rock so Tell me more about the big rock okay. anxiety. That's my best Sigmund Freud voice. I, anyway.
2: Yeah, you sounded like a villain in a fairy tale.
0: That's how I ma- imagine, but yeah, I, that's that's how I imagine Sigmund Freud sounds like. No, a villain in a fairy tale. No,
1: this is my origin okay. story.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, I feel like maybe people just haven't they haven't seen a big enough rock, but I <laughs> I didn't know that this was like. I didn't know this was my thing. Like, I didn't know this would affect me at all until I saw a big rock. Because, you know, I'm fine. I like mountains. They're, like, cute. They're pretty. But one day I decided to do, there's, like, a pretty scenic highway that goes up California, up the coast. Highway 101. One? At some point Which it's switches. Yeah, yeah, it's literally both. Anyways, so I was driving up. And then in the distance, I see, like a large circle and I'm like, and it's in the ocean. So I'm like, what is that? And I'm like driving. And as I, I drive, it like gets bigger, obviously. But I'm like, oh, wow, that's like a rock. But I'm like, I'm still like an hour away. So it's like, that's kind of scary that I can, I can see something that's like an hour away. Cause I can see on the GPS, like it, I'm like far. So I'm like, huh? Okay. So as I drive, it gets like bigger and bigger. And I'm like, that does, does not seem normal that doesn't seem i actually
2: like, i know the rock you're talking about
1: moro rock yes <laughs> that is the scariest rock in the world <laughs> oh my god! but i'm like driving and as you know it like gets bigger and then you start seeing like birds like flocking around it and i don't know it's just so threatening like i felt its presence in the car and i'm not even near it and i'm like this is supernatural like there's something off about this rock like it knows I'm here it knows that I'm approaching um so I like it's like a scenic spot so I I had it mapped on my GPS to stop at it but I didn't know it would be that big so I like pull up to it and like I hurt my neck like physically trying to look to the top and I'm like this is too big I don't like it like this should not be allowed on earth at all and and when you get out the car there's just so much wind and it was just like it was a lot to take in at once and then like driving away it's like in your rearview mirror and i'm just like this is this should not be allowed i need to call the un like there is something happening (laughs) on the coast right now it is a really fucking
2: big rock it's like nearly 600 it's like 600 feet tall and just juts out from the ocean like what's up but yeah, it's a big ass rock. So
1: yeah, like it shouldn't be there. Like I'm actually, you know, thinking about it, I'm getting upset because like I'm offended <laughs> that it's there. It's not. It's not even like a mountain or like anything. It's a rock. I think that's what bothers me. You know what? Rock-
0: next time you drive by it, I'm just gonna be standing there with a cape on, <laughs> inexplicably. <laughs>
2: you know what? Okay, so I actually I just wrote about this rock and um, like I wrote a post about the Pacific Coast Highway and let me just read and it's called a volcanic plug which i think is just like a really gross word like a volcanic See, even plug. the word yeah like doesn't plug like I don't know plug I just think of like acne like a volcanic plug just makes you think of like a clogged pore you know and so I didn't like or that hair
0: plugs yeah or other I didn't- plugs
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently we're not a fan of plugs either the unanimous decision that plugs are actually though
0: the episode like if we did an episode on i'm anxious about plugs i'd be like what the hell has <laughs> happened to our podcast like oh my god um plus like that would be an explicit episode whether we swore or not because people would be like what the hell is going on with your podcast <laughs> anyhow I, I'm not sure if we have like a bunch more to say. Um, I'm sure we could talk about rocks for an hour or two, but I just realized we've been chatting for a fair bit of time oh, here. Yeah. Um, so um, we should move towards the the wrapping up um, section of the podcast. So really what Allison and I always do is before we move to the like one thing we're patting ourselves on the back for, we just kind of open it up for a second to talk about like, are there any tips based on what you know about hiking, other than avoid rocks at all costs, that you would <laughs> offer for people um, who who are anxious about hiking as well? I guess any practical or pragmatic tips that, based on your experience, that you might want to offer people? Yeah. Allison, do you want to start or, do, or Kay, do you want to start?
2: Um. Uh- before we I guess go into yeah. that, <laughs> uh, <before laughs> I gotta stop
0: doing that. One day I'll get better.
2: Before we um, just go into that, I just wanted to circle back super quickly because there's something I wanted to um, mention, but I was trying to be a good host and not interrupt. Kay, when you were talking about that part where it was like the circle or the square and you had to take the fork in the road, I fucking hate that shit. Like, yeah. this is not a riddle, this is a hike like use a fucking sign I don't care if the sign like disrupts the scenery like no I need to know where I'm going and that's why when I hiked in Switzerland I really liked it because they have signs and they give you like an estimate of how long it should take you to get to the next like sign point point. and so like while it does sort of like Large shame you a little bit because of course it takes me like an extra 30 minutes to whatever they say <laughs> it is nice to like at least get a ballpark of what you're into and there's signs everywhere so it's like you'll reach like this one like waypoint, and it'll be like oh you can continue on to like these like you know five different villages and then it'll take you this time this time this time this time and you ha- so you do have some choice but like you can make a choice that's educated based on the information that they give you and yeah. I like that kind of hiking but I hate the kind of hiking where it's like answer the riddles three and you shall find the chosen path and you're like no just just tell me where to go like there's a <laughs> lot of I feel like there's a lot of gatekeeping and like outdoorsiness. and it's like so much you should yeah you should have like a, a compass and like this sort of hiking pole and if you don't have the hiking poles then what are you doing and it's just like I just want to go out and hike and not be judged and I just want things to be like natural but accessible so like if that means putting up a sign then put up the freaking sign don't make me like get out a like a key to figure out where i need to go like that's just not accessible and that defeats the point of getting people to care about nature hmm. anyway sorry that yeah. was a big rant and Snaps. is not about helping
0: <laughs> no no that's that's good I, I actually do really agree with you that the i think something some reason a reason that people might feel anxious about hiking is because it really is one of these things where it's like people really take on the identity of like the hiker. yeah. And so it doesn't feel like a very accessible thing to get into. And like anything with anxiety, it's, it's it's like, it's a smart idea to like dip your toe in the water and figure out if it's for you and, and, you know, get a picture of that. But it can be hard to feel like that when you see people who are so gung-ho and telling you like, either you're a hiker or you're not. And you're like, no, I'm trying to figure that out. Like I'm trying to figure out if I'm a hiker. Like, Give me a second here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to be lectured by you, you zip short pants wearing motherfucker. Like, just let me figure out whether (laughs) I like it or not. And just tell me where to go and just let there be a sign. And that should be fine. I shouldn't need a map or a compass. I should just have a path and a sign
0: you definitely don't the compass thing is not real um this is you've mentioned the compass like 16 times you don't, I need don't a compass
2: like to hike compasses necessarily.
0: yeah i know this is like we need, to do a whole other, we need to like break down this compass thing altogether um okay cool i i'm i think that was that was definitely uh something worth circling back for and, and uh and good especially because the like amount of vitriol that we found in that rant like you are not messing around
2: not about um, that compass life.
0: Dip pant motherfucker. That <laughs> oh, was great. Um, okay, cool. So do are we good to circle around yeah. to like some tips for people who are anxious about hiking?
2: Yep,
1: totally.
0: Yeah. Great. Um, I will not ask both of you the same question at the same time this time. <laughs> Kay, do you want to start and give a few tips?
2: Uh,
1: or,
0: or maybe you can also say like, I don't know, I'm still figuring it out. Like there's no pressure.
1: Uh, let's do Allison first
2: okay cool cool um so yeah i guess um not trying to hike mount fuji first is a good place to start um (laughs) hike somewhere like small within your wheelhouse and always account for it taking twice as long as you'd be comfortable doing just so you're not like unpleasantly surprised so if someone tells you like oh it's a two-hour hike plan for it being a four hour hike and then like be pleasantly surprised if it's not four hours. You know what I mean? Like I think it can be really easy for these time estimates to sort of like forget that not everyone is at the same fitness level. And so, you know, um, I love, but I also like knowing exactly kind of like what I'm getting into. So if something's taking too long, I can start to get a bit anxious. So I just mentally plan for it taking longer than I expect And then I don't feel that sort of like antsiness of like, oh, I've been hiking for too long. Something's wrong. I've gone off the path and, you know, like am going into an uncharted wilderness. Like, will I have service? How will they identify my remains? (laughs) (laughs) I get a little bit worried. Uh, I don't like to hike alone. So it's nice to like have a person you can hike with if you can um that for me helps a little bit with the anxiety but i try to find someone who's also not super fit so that i don't feel guilty about being <laughs> so those are my
1: tips. cool good tip
0: right on i think that's great Kay, do you have um something you want to attack on there and again like no pressure whatsoever if you're just like i'm figuring it out but um feel free to share whatever if anything
1: yeah um i guess one tip uh would be for maybe people who don't necessarily see themselves in like the billboard hiker persona like I know for myself just like as a non-white person I feel like the image of a hiker has always been like the super fit rugged like white dude with of course zipper shorts so <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's that, like that is true
3: that's <laughs> true
1: that's one reason why like I never even thought about hiking until my friends literally dragged me outside But like, I feel like there's like that sort of racial gatekeeping where it's like, people might not feel feel welcomed on the trail or they might feel too uncomfortable to even try it. And I don't have like concrete tips on like, oh, just do it. You'll be great. Because sometimes it is awkward. Like one time I was hiking, I mean, I was like in a baby fat shirt and like sunglasses and like timberland boots it was not um the best ideal hiking gear but like it was what i was wearing and some lady she stopped and she's like oh you're going hiking and i'm like um ma'am yes it's like a point two hike but like just that interaction kind of like was Mm off-putting and if i wasn't going for the gram i would have turned around but i had to get the shot right (laughs) Um, so i think that's just something that the hiking community maybe needs to keep in mind in general just like be more welcoming of other people so you know like plus size hikers or hikers of color just you know want to try it out and see if it is for them but they might not feel welcome so if you are a hiker just you know be aware that there are people who aren't necessarily feeling welcome then you should you know try to make them feel welcomed i guess
2: yeah, yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And I think it's totally fair for people to feel like, confused about whether or not they belong. Because like, you know, you rarely ever see people of color in uh, like media for these ads, like for hiking companies and whatnot, you know, you don't see people of color, like on the billboards for the tents and the hiking boots. And it's just it gives you the image that it's not for you. And I think that hopefully more representation will help. But I think more than that, people need to stop being, they, people need to mind their business kind of. And like, mm-hmm. you don't need to ask someone like what they're doing. Like, if you see, you know, someone just like out enjoying their hike and like maybe they're not wearing, you know, what you deem to be hiking clothes, you can have a thought. And you can keep that thought to yourself. It's free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and I think that's something that, you know, is people need to keep in mind is that not everyone needs to know what you think about everything. And like, you're, if you are not sure if you should be saying something, you probably shouldn't, you should probably just let people go and live their lives. And, um, you know, I think also a big thing that I've seen on like Instagram is people being super like gatekeeping about like geotagging and destinations and stuff and not wanting to share where places are. And mm-hmm. I think that that also is something that I see. Like it's mostly like white men being like, no, I want to protect the environment. It's like, well, you're sharing a photo of this place. So like you should make. If you, don't, if you want to protect it, just don't share the photo, you know, but being like, oh, oh yeah. no, I took the photo and I was there and I was good about it, but I don't know if you're going to be good about it. Like, to me, I see that as being like, you see, like, you know, people who aren't you read women and people of color and on, you know, just whoever doesn't fit that, like, hiking archetype, you see those people as not going to be responsible and that belies yeah. a certain... Mm-hmm. There, there is something pernicious behind that. You're not protecting the environment at that point because you're showing people this place that you say is so fragile. At that point, you're protecting your access, your sole access to that place. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's something mm-hmm. that I see a lot on Instagram that really bothers me when someone like tags a place and they're just like, Utah. And you're like, well, well, fuck you. That's not very helpful. <laughs> yeah.
0: Somewhere. Somewhere in <laughs> oh, no. Utah. My favorite yeah.
2: is planet Earth. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's- wow. Oh really? Yeah. Like yeah. You, you didn't you didn't go to Mars or Europa, buddy. You went to fucking planet Earth? That's cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool planet. Um I I also I want to just chime in really quickly and say I think that's you could actually put forth the argument that tagging places and allowing people to experience that for themselves of what actually makes hiking great, you know, if someone who's not experienced with hiking, um showing them a little bit of a path and showing that kindness and like actually being like encouraging people that's actually a much better way to to promote and spread environmental friendliness and care and understanding because that person who didn't previously understand the importance of protecting nature and the path they all of a sudden have a deep connection to it right Mm -hmm. like a personal connection to the path and I think there is a lot of gatekeeping you're right and there's that's why I kind of appreciate what you were saying Allison about like having a very simple uh way to showcase how the trail works how long it will take you i mean these are ways that we can take away some of the barriers and let's also remember that like the gatekeepers don't have any more right to it than you do right like i, I can't speak specifically for each state's policy but in canada for and and provincially the individual whether they look like me or not they're a taxpayer and they have just as much a right to be on the trail as i do because we're collectively paying the salary for people who are maintaining the trails. It's ridiculous for me to to posit myself as someone who could turn to somebody else who didn't look like me to let them know or grant them permission to a path that they have the right to walk on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
2: Totally. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think you're spot on there. I think it's just, it shows like an unwillingness to cede your position in society kind of like, Mm but being like, this is mine. And I I don't know if you guys can, can, you know, handle it. And it's just like, Oh, that's so gross. Just fucking make it accessible because at the end of the day, like, you know, you're, if you're an influencer, it's your job to share these places. Like that is literally your job is to inspire people (laughs) to get out and go out and explore the world. And, you know, inspire people to protect it. Yes, but you have to also give them the information to go there and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: because you, you're not going to protect what you don't believe is valuable. Exactly. How are you supposed to know how important it is to protect our national parks and, and um, state parks and provincial parks, in my case, if you don't you know, understand why they're so valuable? So I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um And I I would also just, just to add like a last tip onto this from my personal experience, I just think part of what we can do is reframe what a hike is. So we have this idea of the hike being like this all day adventure where you better pack 17 cliff bars and like, you know, Gatorade powder and all this kind of stuff. And, and really like, just start by going to an area that you're comfortable with. It could even be like, a cabin that you stayed at when you were young or just any area outside of a city and be like, I'm just going to walk around here. Like I'm going to walk on this trail near the beach. I'm going to walk around. It doesn't have to be this thing where you pack your car and you have a checklist that's as long as, you know, your entire body, right? Like you can first say to yourself, I don't know much about hiking. And then break down that barrier and be like but hiking isn't just for the neon colored pant zipping (laughs) individuals who buy a new pair of hiking shoes every 38 days right like we can we can break down that barrier and be like really start start to think of it as a walk in nature you know and that's and that's fine and then we can all understand the value of a walk in nature we don't need to put those like big quotation marks on it and and this that and the other so I think my tip would just be for, for people who are anxious about hiking, start small, start in a bite-sized quote unquote hike and, and see how that that works for you. And it's something I didn't expect to talk about much, but is a hugely important point is this idea of gatekeeping. Like um, this is like hiking can and should be for everybody. And if you're someone who is an experienced hiker, then, then I actually think it really is your position to aid people in their hiking, not thwart them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i think these are all all good things um do you guys have anything else you want to add before we do the final wrap up here on that
1: maybe this one quick thing i would sure sure yeah i would add also as a tip just to start with what you have like
3: Mm, hiking
1: gear is expensive like so you don't have to go out and like buy new hiking shoes buy like fancy i don't know poly.
0: Whatever fiber, yeah.
1: hiking poles. waterproof, bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like just go in like the shoes you have, go in the like clothes you have. You know what Chris said, like do something close to you to even find out if you like hiking, and then gradually kind of build up gear that you might want or need for more advanced things. Yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah. That's a great, great. point. That's yeah, a, a great I've point.
1: done a lot of hikes and nothing
2: more than just tennis shoes, and was fine for it you know like mm-hmm. you don't need to be super kitted out it helps once you get into it but yeah from the beginning there's no need they'll make you think there's a need because capitalism but there's no need <laughs>
0: i hiked a snow-covered mountain in norway in a pair of adidas if that makes you feel any better clutch um,
2: that's yeah. a very very canadian and thing
0: you know yeah. the picture of the rock the rock where you stand on the rock which is way above the cliff I think you're trying to
2: give um, K nightmares right now. Yeah. I don't yeah. Agree. Sorry.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I forgot about the rock thing. Anyway. I, I'm, I'm like, this I'm is a uh,
2: Chris. Yeah.
0: I'm going to pull back from that story and we'll save that for another episode uh, because uh, yeah, rocks are terrifying. So I think that that's a great place to, to wrap things up. And I think have a lot of fun talking about the anxieties around hiking, but also some ways that people can reconceptualize it. So I think that's, that's great. And A large part of that is um, thanks to having you on the episode, Kay. So thanks so much for being on with us. Uh, As we head into our last section here, um, we always finish off by patting ourselves on the back for one thing that typically has happened in the last week that we're kind of patting ourselves on the back for. Definitely doesn't have to be related to hiking, but it's a nice way to end with just a touch of polite self-indulgence that we can all be happy with and, and leave everyone else Um, smiling, hopefully as well. Is there anything in the last week that you're thinking, you know what, like maybe this week wasn't the easiest, but I did this or this happened. And uh, I'm grateful for that. Um, Is there anything you want to pat yourself on the back for?
1: Yeah, actually. Um, you know, I'm not the greatest at makeup. But uh, two days ago, I did like a really sharp, like wing, like eyeliner look. And I feel sure. like I didn't I didn't get bullied on TikTok from children. <laughs> so I feel like I pulled it off pretty well. Nice. <laughs> um, so I'm, like, I'm still kind of on cloud nine about that. Nice. <laughs> I put on makeup for the first time
2: in like three months, like two days ago. And I felt like I looked like a clown. I was like oh dear this is really (laughs) highlighting the fact that my pores are open as fuck and like i was just like it was almost like i put like a spotlight on my face it was like hey look at the fact that i have giant pores right now because i didn't blend it in properly i'm like damn this is a lot of work
0: (laughs) yeah well both both of you thank you for sharing that that was great Um,
2: do you have any adventures uh, in makeup that you want to share from the past week chris
0: I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not. Yeah. It's quarantine. Yeah, we don't need to get
2: all gussied up all the time, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, but I mean, to be to be fair, I think Bree's going back to work and maybe she's putting a little bit of makeup on, but it's something like she's, it's not a big part of her regiment. And um, I honestly, just as a partner, just support her and however she feels most comfortable. So, like, I would never prescribe her to do anything that she didn't want to do. So, I think if she wants to wake up, great. And if not, also great. That's kind of, I think, probably my role um, as a partner a little bit. So now that I, should I pat myself on the back for that or?
2: No, that's just being a decent human being. That's, that's, okay, good.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's, yeah, that's, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's like a bare minimum partner thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah,
2: that's yeah, just Chris, not, that's just not being like a douchey gym rap, bro, who's like, bitch, Yo, what's, what's up with the makeup? Why'd you wake up like that?
0: Where'd you, where'd you go? <laughs> Yo, what's all over the pillows? Eyeliner on the pillow, babe. <laughs> Always with babe. Somehow yeah. ending every sentence in babe. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now that you won't give me the uh, uh, applause for just being <laughs> just being bare minimum human decent, um, I'll have to find another way to get some praise. Uh, I actually really don't have anything circled for myself that I that I was going to say to pat myself on the back for last week. I'm going to look at my calendar and see what I did. Uh, Oh, I will pat myself on the back for the fact that I usually have a really hard time on weekends, not being out and about and doing a million different things and this, that, and the other. And like just accepted this past weekend that I was a little bit tired because I was working and like doing some stuff for Ontario last week. And like, actually stuck around uh, my place on the weekend and like didn't have incredible FOMO to be a million other places. Oh, so okay. if you like knowing me, you'll know that's a that actually is worth patting myself on the back for. Because typically like I sometimes I need to be like seat belted, you know? I like <laughs> can't like like can't stay still at all. So anyways, that's what I'll pat myself on the back for. I think that's a pretty good uh place to to wrap it all up. However, Kay, I'd love to give you one more chance just to let uh, our listeners know where they can find you and um, maybe read about some of these hikes, perhaps, um, or (laughs) if not, just read about your perspective on other things.
1: Yeah. So again, I'm Kay, and I run a travel blog called The Awkward Traveler, full of lots of random silly stories about travel mishaps and what have you. Um, So you can find me on my website at the awkward traveler with two L's.com. I'm not Canadian, but I guess that's how you spell traveler in Canada. I've been told. I
0: have my brand's traveling mission with one L. So we just switched it up. Like I I went American, (laughs) you went Canadian. So we're just keeping it strange.
1: Yeah. The awkward traveler with two L's. I'm sure if you do one L it'll pop up still, but. I also have a Facebook page, but the Awkward Traveler was too long. So I had to do Awk, A-W-K, Travels. I used to have an Instagram, which was the Awkward Traveler, but then I forgot the password. And then I just haven't, like did the password recover thing. So I'll be back on there eventually. Um, Yeah, that's it.
0: Cool. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes um, for everybody. And um, I think that's about, it right allison are we are are we good to to do our awkward sign off yeah. uh, i guess we, it's only appropriate with the awkward traveler sign
2: off, right? i think we can hit the trails and sign off i'm trying to make some hiking puns because i feel like we actually somehow managed to like restrain ourselves and not get too too deep into the puns this time so just trying to keep it on That's brand true. with some puns as we depart <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> as we well take a hike yes as <laughs> yes. we yes we should <laughs> pedal to the metal
0: yeah we've 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 gone to the summit and now we can go back down and reflect yes um oh. okay let's fit in all our puns in 30 seconds so i think we're good to go there <laughs> um thanks everybody for listening thanks so much kate for being on mm-hmm. thanks allison for continuing to be weird and amazing toodaloo everybody goodbye Bye,
2: thank Bye. you Bye.